0: Hi there. Welcome to the New Life Live podcast. Steve here. Since 1988, New Life has been transforming lives one life at a time. Now our goal is to provide you with wisdom from God's Word to give you hope and help in life's most difficult places. One way that we do this is through the live program that we share with our listeners here on the podcast. If you have a question that you'd like to ask our panel of counselors and psychologists, call us at 1-800-229-3000, Monday through Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific. Now let's go to today's podcast episode. Hi there, welcome. Welcome to New Life Live. On our 35th birthday, or the day after our 35th birthday, it's kind of up in the air (laughs) which one it actually is. But here's something more important than that, you know. Uh tomorrow's Veterans Day. And uh, man, I got to tell you, I for whatever reason, I am so aware of the sacrifice that people have made for this country. And a lot of people lost their lives and they and they died. A lot of other people lost their lives and they're still alive.
1: That's right. Yep.
0: And and it was so hard for them to find a life after that so many great organizations helping i just want to say this um, for all those that are the survivors of those that have lost their life uh, god bless you Mm -hmm. those who have i mean you've got tremendous challenges because you protected this country we're there for you we're we're praying for you and uh, we honor you uh today And I just hope, hope and pray that you feel God's love and presence after the amazing sacrifice that you've you've made for this country. Anybody that just went through boot camp, thank you Mm -hmm. for doing that in case they needed you. It's really important that we acknowledge there's some very, very courageous and brave people we honor you today.
2: And we know that you paid the price, your your heart, your mind, your body carried that price on a daily basis for what you gave up for us. And we ask that you would let us, us clinicians, coaches, counselors, let us serve you, let us help mm-hmm. carry that emotional burden with you and help to relieve it. We, we want to serve you.
0: We sure do. And uh, anybody needs help, want help, of course, it's 1-800-NEW-LIFE. That is the phone number to call and... You know, there's nothing more wonderful to see someone who traumatized beyond all belief to take some bold moves, or somebody comes along and provides something that they didn't even know that was there, and they then begin that healing process, and and there's restoration available. Sometimes things are so difficult and challenging, we wonder, is there a God, or is God good? And... There is a God, and and God is good, and it's just tragic what we have to go through outside this Garden of Eden, where everything was so perfect and wonderful. But if we can help in any way, we'll do anything we can to find the resource that you need with whatever it is you're struggling with. All right, let's go to. uh, How about we talk with Karen calling from Lake Forest, California, listening on Sirius XM. Karen, how Hello. are you today? Hi.
3: I'm fine. I'm um, calling because I have a situation I don't know what to do about. My daughter confided in me two days ago that her husband, they have a good marriage. She loves him. He loves her. They've been married over almost thirty years. And um, he's so is the only thing keeping him from committing
0: only Okay, now I want you to hold on. Um, it's hard to understand what you're saying. I don't know if you have a speakerphone or whatever, but maybe there's some adjustment you could make. We'll, you hear the music, you have to go to the break. Maybe we, we can hear you better. But oh, I'm so glad you called because it sounds like. Your son-in-law is uh, suicidal, and we want to help you here. You're listening to New Life Live. We'll be back right after this.
4: To find out more information about New Life or to order any of the resources mentioned on today's program, call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. Now back to New Life Live. We are,
0: we're back. And so uh, let's see if we can get a really good connection here. I I think we we cleared it up. Karen, you still there?
3: Yes, I am. I had my speakerphone on. I turned it off.
0: Okay. Now, is this uh, was? Did you say they've been married three years or thirty years?
3: You know, I glad I had that break. I added a. It was they've been married a little over twenty years.
0: A little over twenty, forty. Okay. Uh huh. And did you say he's been kind of prone to being sad for a long time? Is that what you said?
3: Yeah, he told her when he was in his early teens, that's when he began to have this feeling.
0: Okay. And what have the two of them done for him to get some help with that? Do you know if they've done anything?
3: Um, She's a good listener. She... um, found a, a counseling service in the area, mm-hmm. and when they called to make an appointment, the person calling said, did you want a counselor for meds, or did you want a counselor for counseling? And he said, I don't know. And she asked the same question again. He said, I, I really don't know. And so he said, let me call you back, and that callback never happened.
0: Mm-hmm. So, okay, so That
3: was like maybe four years ago. Oh
0: oh okay okay. so that's that's the sad thing yeah and what you would want to do is to talk to your daughter about helping him get the help he needs because if you're so sad and depressed that you're suicidal many times you you can't do something and then you do something if there's any complication you're done Why do you think your daughter hasn't done anything beyond that four-year-ago phone call that he made?
3: I think it's because she saw um, a better, she saw an improvement, Mm. and um, maybe he hit it well. Um, He's fun to be around, has a great sense of humor, Mm -hmm. and um, I think it's just that it, she barely got him to agree to, to go the first time. and so Right, um,
0: but you can see that he's in trouble.
3: He, she can see it. He, his mom died a year ago, and that changed things for him.
0: Okay. All right, so what I'm saying is I really uh-huh. want you to help her see the need for her to help him get the help to not expect that he's going to try to figure it out or whatever uh if you're in a state especially after losing your mom now and you're prone to sadness and depression be really hard for him to do a healthy thing and a healthy and difficult thing so you want to encourage her hey don't let him just you know do nothing or make another call let's and maybe it's your daughter isn't able to do this. Maybe you need to help her help him. Let's, mm-hmm. let's find the resource and let's get him there. Uh, but I'll turn it over to uh, Alice. What are you thinking here? And then you, Chris.
2: Well, Karen, it, it is so praiseworthy that he has admitted his struggle to his wife. And that's a good sign yeah. that there is or has been an openness to receive help. Uh, And one of the struggles of suicidality and depression is the worry about being burdensome to your loved ones and so there can be a tendency to not ask for that help or to not admit how poorly you're doing how much you're struggling and so I would advise your daughter to pick up where he previously said he would go to counseling, even though it was four years ago. You know, I've been thinking about it. I remember you said you were willing to go. I think it's time for us to try again. But I would have your daughter okay. be the one to take the lead rather than him having to make the decisions that he seems perhaps unable to make. So she can mm-hmm. schedule the appointment. And then whether or not he's willing to go, she might tell him, I want us to go. I'm certainly going to go. and I need, I want you to come with. But even if she goes alone, Karen, she can receive help from the therapist of how to strategize, how to figure out how to make therapy more attractive, more acceptable to him. So she should go whether or not he attends. And as that question was asked, meds or counseling... Usually with this level of depression where there's been ongoing suicidality, you usually need a combination. Mm -hmm. You start off with an individual therapy or counseling session, the talk therapy, talk counseling, and then you move into an evaluation to add on medication potentially. And group is also a really important part of this level of treatment because just as the fear of being burdensome is a big factor in suicidality, so is a lack of belonging. And group can create the belonging that he he might not be able to feel despite his good marriage with your daughter.
3: Okay. That
1: makes sense. Chris, anything else? Yeah. I mean, just to echo that is, Karen, we have to look at this for what it is. It's a life-threatening situation. If he had stage 4 cancer and was resistant mm-hmm. to treatment, we would do everything we can to move whatever mountain we could to get him into the treatment, this is not, actually not any different. It's just a different part of the okay. body or a different ailment. But if the ailment is has lethality to it, we would move mountains to 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 get into the treatment he needs so like one phone call may not do it. you know I would even tell okay, you okay. call 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 us at our counseling service because you're right in our area, you know. And I'm not sure if it's a great fit or whatever. If they're you know whatever it needs, we'll get him placed wherever he needs to be. And, and to Alice's point, I really really like the idea of your daughter saying, "Hey, let's go do some couples work." I you know because I'm str- really struggling with this, and so let's let's just go get the support that we need. And if she she as the more uh, able-bodied person right now okay. could take the lead on it, that's where I highly suggest you go.
2: And One final awful. thing,
1: and I want to
0: know about your husband. Is is, is your husband? You and your husband together? Are you?
3: Yes, yes, and we have a good marriage. And I told him night the day of, the night before last, that um, what she confided, and he said, "This is not something we can sit by. We need to talk oh, to her. Oh, yeah. We need to, you know, talk to him, but we can't." It's not something to sit on. So well, I, I'm if in I were car and I <laughs> if heard I were, on the
0: radio. Yeah, good. Okay. So you might make a suggestion to your husband. What about mm-hmm. just um, calling him and talking with him? Uh, if he lives in the area, do you, do you, are you close to them? Yeah, we're close. Yes, we well, are. How about say, could I take you to breakfast, lunch, dinner, and spend some time with him? Um, in other words, put something into his life.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Wouldn't that be amazing?
3: All right. And he like he, he we're close to him, so that's good.
0: Yeah, yeah. So this would be great that that son-in-law thing would kick in. <laughs> He's his <Okay>. son, yeah, <laughs> by law. So
2: yes. kind yes. of thing. We, we naturally shy away from the question of, are you having any thoughts of wanting to die, wanting to end your life? It's a very intimidating question to ask, and we worry that we might be causing trouble by asking it, but to do so in a loving, caring way, I'm worried about you, concern, you. I want to check in with you about this. It's a necessary and helpful question to ask.
0: Right. It sure I is. I guess
2: what's yeah.
3: kind of, what stumbling block is we don't, we, we don't know who to go to, and I know there's good counselors, and We're, I know there's not we good will
0: find. We will find someone. Mm-hmm. In a case like okay. this, though, your first, most likely, your first thing is to find a psychiatrist who could prescribe medication to keep him alive long enough to work out mm-hmm. whatever it is. Okay. So that question okay. that um, he was asked four years ago, is really a uh, it's sad that she didn't do it well. Yes, yeah. but yeah. psychiatrists don't do counseling. They try to learn enough about your situation and the symptoms to know what medication to prescribe. But you do need the the counseling. And the answer to her question would be both. That that would have been the the best answer because we do need both. But I hope and pray that this is enough information for you. To go to your husband, to go to your daughter, and to not just let any more time go by until somebody is really trying to help him in a significant way. Because, boy, there are a lot of people that regret that they didn't do more sooner. That's what we're trying to prevent. You're listening to New Life Live. Glad that you're here. We have a whole network of counselors and coaches so many resources, and all you have to do to find out about it is to call us at one eight hundred New Life. Let's go to Heather, Savannah, Tennessee. WDNX. Hi, Heather. How are you doing today?
5: Hi. I'm doing fine, but I can't hear you. I've turned the speaker off.
0: Now um, can can you hear us I'm, now?
5: Yes. Am I coming through? You said the last person was distorted with the speaker.
0: Yeah, just use your regular phone there, and and it'll be just great if possible. But how can we help you today?
5: Well, I've called so many times. I'm even a New Life member because of all the help oh. I've gotten.
0: <laughs> well, thank you for and, that.
5: Um, <laughs> yes, um, I have been going through a bi-counselor. Uh, She was overseas in Australia. We ended our session. We had about eight months together, and I got a lot of growth. However, I did not know how to hear uh, help about childhood sexual abuse and a father who was very unfaithful. So my question is, how do I process... Childhood sexual abuse that my mother knew was going on, and it was the pastor, and how do I handle the shame, I guess, Mm -hmm. little anger. My father was very um, involved with most of the women in the church. One of them Mm. had a child by him. My mother never left him. We all just grew up with the shame. How do I process the fact that she and her mother, one of the women and her mother, were chopped up, killed, chopped up, and put in a garbage bag? Oh, Heather. Oh. And my dad was accused of, uh, well, he was questioned about it, but he was not uh,
0: charged. Heather?
5: So yeah.
0: Heather? So, this is a horrible thing. Uh, it would be horrible if you hadn't even been abused and had just been in that church or raised by this father. So much, so much trauma here. Now, have you ever gotten help other than this person in Australia? Any other kind of help?
5: I spent two years locked up and just going back and forth to the hospital.
0: Really? Okay. I'm so sorry. In the
5: 10 years, I, I said, I'm not going back to the hospital ever again. I'm just going to deal with it, you know.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: So I've had counseling by psychiatrists. I've been counseled all of my life.
0: Yeah.
5: <laughs> I have placed a place high value on counsel.
0: Well, you know, um, I would say this. In the past 10 years, in the area of treating trauma, the... The effectiveness, the knowledge, all of that, I, I don't know, exponentially has improved. There, In other words, there are answers and better answers today for you than ever before if we could get you help with the folks that can do this. But let's hear from
1: Chris and Alice. I want them to speak into your life and give you some help here. Yeah, Heather, you're, I want to start here. Your body has been through a phenomenal amount of pain. And overwhelming threat and and horror for lack of a better word I mean it's just it, it, it's been traumatized 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 over and over and over. you said something really important. you talked about the shame, the shame is the meaning that the body puts on the sh- on the pain, and so the, Steve was alluding to therapy trauma therapy that has really advanced over the last decade especially and, and really you need to get into a therapeutic process that addresses the trauma of the body and does body work and so that, that looks like EMDR tra- uh, um, somatic experiencing experiential therapy those sort of things that help you start offloading all of that pain and that shame that you've been carrying all these years it, it goes far beyond talk therapy So, the Abad Council would
0: be from EMDR. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, a couple more things for you after this break. You're listening to New Life Live.
4: We'd love to hear from you. If you have a question or a comment, call toll free 1 800 229 3000. Now back to New Life Live. We're
0: back to Cigarter here we're talking with Heather. I wrote the book, Toxic Faith, on all sorts of sick sick church situations. I think this might be the worst I've ever heard of. Mm -hmm. Horrible. And Heather's survived it. Uh, Alice, what do you say to Heather that could be
2: encouraging and helpful? Well, Heather, I, I think that you have reached a new level of readiness. And it may be that the last 10 years, even the good eight months with this therapist... Perhaps you had to work on other things, on rebuilding trust, on even testing out therapeutic relationship in order to be prepared to start talking through yeah. the nightmare that you lived in. Mm-hmm. And the way you're able to so clearly and concisely express it to us, it means that you're ready to delve into the healing process on this part of your life now in therapy in a way that you've never quite done before and when, when we're willing to let God work with us through all the, the mess that we have been through in our lives he takes us into more and more profound levels and aspects of it so you're, you're just you're ready for a new stage of your healing work yeah. Th- there were so yeah. many wolves in sheep's clothing with the, the people in the church that were part of this process and colluded with it and turned blind eyes to it. So I'm sure that that next stage of therapy for you will involve having permission to get really angry with your mom, with God, your father, the pastors, even the other women in the church that were engaging with your father in order to experience more of the the release that your body has been carrying all of this for for all these decades we are going to have a, a team member reach out to you and call you so that we can get you connected with the next right clinician who can help you in this
0: yeah and Dr. I just want to i want to uh say this that uh, we've got a lot of stories of people that have survived a lot of horrible things, and uh, you've for whatever within you you were able to survive this, and that alone is not nothing. It really is powerful that you were
1: able to just survive. I mean, really. So well, God bless you for that. Absolutely. And and Steve, we hear a lot of terms out there like uh, complex post traumatic stress disorder. You know, CPTSD. This would be an, a case of that. Meaning that, like, there are so many different layers to her traumatic experience that have to be sort of unraveled throughout the process, that it does take quite a bit of time and that when it gets messy and confusing and overwhelming, it only makes sense. That's the complexity of the hurt and the pain that she has experienced throughout her life. And again, that a really strong, really wise, caring clinician could walk her through in the different things that she needs. All right.
0: So glad that, um, that you called. And um, I'll send you Henry's book on trust because it can be a healing book when people that we were supposed to be able to trust are just as sick as, as you've described there. And I'll ask everybody to pray for Heather and so glad, Heather, that you chose to call us today. If you need any help, of course, it is 1-800-NEW-LIFE. Let's go back to the phones and uh, how about we talk to Nicole, Sacramento, California, and she listens to our podcast there. Hi, Nicole, how are you today?
6: Hi, I can't believe you guys answered. I've been listening to you guys for 10 years. Oh my God, I'm going to cry. Aww. Okay.
0: Well, welcome. Glad and, you're here.
6: And Nicole, we can't believe you called. We've been waiting for 10 years for this. Yeah, where yeah. you been? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I've been working, and I was supposed to be at work today. I overslept, and my body just, I've been, I just lost my father, but he's, mm. he was a Christian. And I take care of my mom. She lives in her own house, and she was an alcoholic, and um, I married an alcoholic. Uh It's been thirty years, but the reason I'm calling today I'm okay with my father's passing. I did a lot of therapy over the last eleven years, and um God is good, you know, but um, after I got married, um I became a Christian, so my husband's Hindu, mm-hmm. and um he's an addict I was too, but i you know i i don't um I don't have a problem anymore. But um you know for the last 30 years I also had an affair but I worked through that and me and him sort of worked through it he just never stopped his addictions of alcohol um and pot and then I found out now it's porn and I know about the every man's battle and stuff um but now a few days ago I've, I caught him doing um some kind of coke I'm not sure what kind of cocaine he's doing but it's yeah and I I you know, I he was able to confess so I kicked him out. Um, so it's my son and I living here. My son just turned twenty one and um I told my son what's going on. So, um, you know, this we literally just came back in the house four years ago or two years ago, sorry. We were in an apartment um and I worked a second job and um uh so I'm gonna get a second job again. I've been trying okay. to finish my degree forever. The next step is I just need to know what to do. Um, Okay. Out of the house, so I still see a therapist, but um, I just, you know, obviously I've been dealing with this and I just don't know what to do. Like, got the porn, I got the drugs, you got, it's just a lot.
0: (laughs) You call the right place, and when we get back from this uh, break, I'm going to, we'll give you some help here. And uh, really sorry for what you're having to go through. It's amazing how deep and long the addiction process Mm -hmm. can destroy folks. And maybe, you know, it's been long enough. Maybe after all this time, this could be the beginning of something uh, very, very um, different. All right. Um, We'll talk about that right after this. You're listening to New Life Live. Today's podcast is brought to you by Club New Life supporters who give a monthly donation because they want to continue to offer help and hope in these very, very difficult places. To find out more about Club New Life, you can go to our website, newlife.com, or call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. Now, if you're new to us, we drop an episode every weekday. We would love it if you would rate or write a review, which helps more people discover help and hope and helps us share wisdom with as many people as possible. Now let's listen to our counselors as they help people walk through life's hardest places.
4: We're glad you joined us for New Life Live. To be a part of the program, call one 800 229 Now back to New Life Live.
0: We're back talking with Nicole here, 30 years of addiction, and it just keeps getting worse and worse. Let's start with you, Chris. What What do you do? 30 years. Now he's gone. She's there with the 21-year-old
1: son. Yeah. Back in the house, four years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Nicole, there has been a lot of chaos in your life, and... <sighs> The chaos around you creates a lot of chaos inside of you and in kind of your story I'm so glad you've been doing the work on this because it's so helpful but a lot of your story is really signs and symptoms of what we call adult children of alcoholics and and there's Mm -hmm. actually you know a recovery group for that are you in any sort of recovery process Mm -hmm. or group for that yeah Okay. Yeah. Excellent. So
6: I, I go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do all of those. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Perfect. Then I'm going to take a little bit of a left turn here, and we're going to address specifically your husband. Okay. Okay. First principle of recovery, right, is powerlessness. Mm-hmm. You're powerless over his addiction, right? Yeah. But his addiction is unsafe for you and your son, and your and your guy's a child, right?
5: Hmm.
1: Okay. There's one clear message here, and the one clear message is. I want you to be a part of our lives. I want you to be a part of your son's life, obviously. However, there is something inside of you that is dangerous to you and dangerous to us. And until Mm -hmm. you go into a deep recovery process, both therapeutic and recovery, for your addictive, addictive issues, we have to create separation. Because addiction can no longer live here.
6: Yeah.
1: And, 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 you know, saying, hey, I want you at every man's battle. But, but we're, we're talking about layered stuff here that's really, really difficult yeah. to treat. Alcohol, pop, porn. Yeah. Now you have a stimulant. So it's evident to me that there is something inside of your husband that he is carrying, that he is trying to medicate and numb out. Now, and I also want to make this clear. I was, I was actually talking to Dr. Sherry Keffer about this a few days ago. More and more and more and more I'm seeing that guys who are struggling with porn and sexual acting out are medicating the shame through alcohol and weed as well as other drugs. Mm-hmm. So these things start piling on each other. And again, that, that means it needs a really acute care of, of treatment of people that really know what they're doing. And, and okay. he needs that before he can enter back into an active role in your and your son's life.
2: And Agreed. Nicola, a pitfall that we hear time and time again through calls to our radio show is reconciling too quickly. Forgiving, forgetting. Yeah. He's got a couple good weeks of sobriety under his mm. belt, so now he's back under the under the same roof again and and we know you know cuz you've been through it it takes so much longer than that to really gain a footing in sobriety and to be showing signs of trust so brace yourself for the long haul reevaluate this in what i would say is 6 months intervals but do not do not reunite before that time period And make sure that all the treatment factors of detoxification and rehab and ongoing participation in group are part of that six months because that's what will rebuild the trust and strengthen your husband to overcome. And so I want you to circle the wagons around you of your women who you let know, Mm -hmm. my husband's out of the Mm -hmm. house and this is what I expect before he comes back so that you're held accountable to it. Because when we get lonely and when our husband starts to speak the right words to us and apologize Mm -hmm. and make those promises, it's so hard not to give in too quickly.
0: Yeah. So it would really be good if somebody helped you sit down and write down the criteria Mm -hmm. Mm
5: -hmm. that
0: you need to see to believe that things are going to be better. One of those would be, well, how many recovery meetings is he going to every week? You know, just things like that. There needs to be action on his part, not just words telling you, Mm -hmm. I didn't do anything bad today.
2: Okay. And Um, worthy of her trust, Nicole gives that roadmap Mm -hmm. of the standards you you should expect. And they're high, but you have a right to Mm -hmm. expect them for his good and the good of your marriage and your family
0: okay i'll send it question. to you yep go ahead
6: um yeah so i've worked with a therapist like i said 10 years i've been in um cr and also Al anon for about 10 years but why is it that i'm so naive in a way like i want to be a therapist and i mean eventually but it's like why can't i figure th- i mean why am i naive you know like why am i just believing i mean i i know now but it's still like i knew better coming back and Mm -hmm. he hasn't done any work
1: well oh i'm sorry i I was jumping in on you Alex. oh so i would just say this the last person on planet earth i can be a therapist to (laughs) his name is chris williams (laughs) If he shows up in my office for therapy, I I, I kick him out and send him to somebody else who could really help him because I cannot help him. Does that make sense? Yep. Yep. All right. So, so, you know, yes, the information is helpful, but the work with a trusted guide is transformational. Did you hear that? So information is not transformational it's helpful and necessary but it's working this out with another human being that can be transformational okay
0: and there is this uh, thing called being human where we kind of default on the side of easy versus difficult and this is a painful complex difficult situation and so the brain kind of has a a default of well, what would be easy here? well, let's just overlook a few things. How about that? Let's just hope, <laughs> which is actually false hope or wish. you know it's just who we are, and the great news is is that you see it so you can change it and there are a lot of people they don't see it, and they'll never change it but i'm I'm hoping and praying something good's going to happen here. Easy, anytime you go, well, that would be easy. Let's just have him move right on back in here. No, it (laughs) would not be easy. No. No. But it'd be great if he wanted to move back in so much that maybe over a course of 90 days, he attended 90 meetings minimum Mm -hmm. to get better. Wouldn't that be something? All right. Mm -hmm. I'm going to send you Worthy of Her Trust, and I hope that I think it'll be a great book for you. Larry Sonnenberg is an open book. He's a great book, and he's in the studio. And uh, what do you have here for us, Larry?
7: Well, Steve, uh, we do workshops for guys with sexual addiction, women whose husbands have had that. We do marriage workshops. But there's a group left out sometimes. We're not dealing with somebody who's not married, who's not having sexual issues, whose spouse isn't, whose marriage is good. You might be single. You might have a good marriage, and you just – have some things in places you're stuck, you don't know where to go, or you're angry yeah. all the time, or you're, uh, you're procrastinating all the time, or whatever. And we've created this Emotional Freedom Workshop. It's a one-day workshop, folks. It's coming up December the 2nd. It's a Saturday. You devote one day, you'll hear from Steve Arterburn, from Chris Williams, from Jackie Mac Harris, And it's a powerful one-day workshop. I want to read you a testimony from someone who attended here just a couple years ago. I came here dejected about my life and ministry, fearing one day the shoe would drop and others would learn that I was a fraud. What I found was, as was advertised, truth, connection, and transformation. At every turn, truth was added to me, casting light where I had only known a fog. In every session, the sharing brought me out of my isolation and hiding, only to find it unbelievably safe. The result is God is opening me up and I'm less afraid, less closed, less ashamed. I can get past this. I'm getting past it now. So I think that there's probably some folks like you listening right now that have had that kind of sense mm-hmm. before. Yeah. And this is this is your opportunity, folks. Call us. 800 is. 800-NEW-LIFE. They can get you signed up. They can tell you all about it. And uh, you'll get to talk to Chris and Steve and Jackie.
0: Well, and it's a great experience because even though we're online, there's a deep sense of connection mm. that happens there. And so it really does transform lives. I hope you'll join us. You won't you won't regret it. We'll make sure we do everything we can that it'll be a great investment of your time. And then we want your help so we can continue to do these things and you can call us at 1-800-NEW-LIFE gift of any amount we'll send you Henry's book when you join Club New Life we send you a library of devotional books that are just fantastic 100 days of character 100 days of prayer things like that a beautiful set you can see them online at newlife.com we'll take a break come back for our final segment here but again it's not over where we answer the phone We're going to be there today and tomorrow at 1-800-NEW-LIFE. Any question is just all right with us. We want to help. That's 1-800-NEW-LIFE. All right, we'll take a break and come right back for more of New Life Live.
4: To find out more information about New Life or to order any of the resources mentioned on today's program, call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. Now back to New Life Live.
0: We're back. Steve Ardburn here. Chris Williams, Dr. Alice Benton. And right now we're going to go to Jeremy. um, He's been holding quite a while and I'm going to send him an every man's Bible because he's been holding... A long time and and we'll do something else for him too jeremy thanks for holding on from dallas texas how you doing today
4: i'm doing great guys thanks for taking my call um i've been married for about 17 years we hit we hit some rough times my brother uh my brother-in-law passed away and just just a lot of things happened we we went through a divorce and uh we got divorced, not by my own, you know, not not by my own doing, but yeah. Through that, the Lord, the Lord, through the process, has is, is drawn me closer to Him, and 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 He's restored my family, and we're we're together. We really never got too far apart, but I'm thankful for the process because I, I my eyes were open to just a lot of things, and just being drawn closer to Him, not knowing how to deal with not being with my kids. We have four kids together. And uh, so we've been together for a while now. We've been divorced for over a year, but we've really been together through this whole process. My question really is, you know, when it comes to intimacy, we're officially divorced, you know, and I just am kind of looking for, you know, a biblical kind of answer. Uh, How does the Lord feel about, you know, intimacy with me and my ex-wife, I guess, Uh, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, you know, sex is—one way to describe sexual intimacy is it's so dangerous that God confined it to marriage, you know, and that outside of marriage it's really a problem, even if you've been married before. And I think as difficult as it would be, can you imagine if you were able, even if you have already stepped across that line— but if you were able to wait until if, if remarriage is in the works here, and and then you did remarry, and then through that time you would have proven your ability to be faithful and, and have restraint, and that could be one of the most incredible affirmations of the strength of the marriage from the very beginning. And so while um, I... You know, know that folks could say, "Well, you've been married before all that stuff." I think marriage is marriage, and that's where God intends for sexual intimacy to be. And there are many, many advantages to you, not short term, that's it's difficult, but many advantages to adhering to that principle. Alice, what do you think about that?
2: Jeremy, it is such a thoughtful question to ask, both with mm-hmm. your walk with God and also taking care of your ex-wife's heart. Are you two pursuing remarriage?
4: We are. We are.
2: And how soon will you get married again?
4: You know, we, we haven't set a date for it, and we're talking about actually having a wedding this time because the first time we just went in front of the justice of the peace and got, and got married, and then and we were younger, you know, but we are. It is something that we definitely are going to do. We don't have a date set for that, but...
2: And if you were to tell your ex-wife that I am prayerfully choosing to wait on this part of our of rebuilding intimacy, so I can protect your heart and so I can protect our our action in, in God's eyes, how do you think she'd respond to that?
4: I really am not sure because um, I'm really not sure she knows how I feel. I've I've kind of tried to uh, be subtle about it because. It, there's been a lot of things that the lord's worked out for me that i cannot turn turn away from him now because he's brought me through so much with this whole situation that she would just i think she would understand but maybe it would be a little tough i don't know i'm not sure how Yeah yet.
1: well Jeremy i think i think you actually have a phenomenal opportunity here you keep you keep using the right word but i think it's in the wrong context keep using the word intimacy and i love that you're using that word and I just think that the opportunity right now is to not hijack the necessary emotional, relational, and spiritual intimacy that you need to rebuild with your ex-wife, soon-to-be remarried wife, that, that oftentimes that, uh, our, our sexual experiences in these relationships cover up deficiencies in other areas. It's a way of hot wiring, but the problem still exists or or the opportunity for greater growth in these areas exists. And so I would encourage you to do two things. One, get into good couples counseling. Figure out why you got divorced in the first place. Figure out what you need in this new marriage going forward because that's exactly what you guys need. You need a new marriage. And part of that new marriage right now is just taking this time out from sexual intimacy to really build upon emotional, hear that out, emotional intimacy. You're talking about how you guys are doing on the inside. Relational intimacy, talking about your relational needs and desires. And spiritual intimacy, talking about your walks with God and what's happening and what he's stirring up for you. And that is going to build a much stronger, firmer foundation in your marriage long-term going forward. And by the way, that's going to really support the bedroom as well.
0: And And it's going to be
1: something that you're going to feel
0: really good about. And your wife is going to feel really good about, and she's going to respect you for it. And I just hope and pray that you'll do whatever it takes you know the the good news is you're not going to blow up or anything we haven't lost anybody because they didn't have sex before marriage you know it and i I don't you know it's just you're going to be okay and and uh and it's it really is something that could be a foundation of a fantastic marriage going forward alice there
2: well be prepared jeremy that she might feel rejected or offended, or insecure if you won't be intimate with her. And that would be an understandable reaction after all the history that you two have together. So give permission that either one of you might feel that way and draw it out. I would use the safety of the structure of the comfort circle, Mylon and Kay's comfort circle, in order to ask her how it affects her that you're going to Pause on that part of the relationship in order to strengthen other areas first, and I think about romans fourteen twenty three that when we act without faith, when we have doubt, is this okay with God, is it not okay with God? It's better not to engage in that behavior it, That verse tells us that whatever is not done with faith it, it can be potentially sinful behavior because of the doubt we have so so pause on that
0: all right, okay, and I, really
4: I, I said, appreciate you guys, oh,
0: we appreciate you because you're a man. After God's own heart, see, and that's a pretty cool thing. So I am going to send you that every man's Bible, and I'm going to send you worthy of her trust, because you are worthy of her trust. And uh, I just hope and pray that you'll be encouraged by what you hear here, that um, she's got a really good guy here going after the right Mm -hmm. stuff. Now just stay the course, be consistent let us know how it all works out, please. Well, we're out of time and uh, so grateful that you've joined us today, so thankful that we got to deal with the calls that we did. Some very, very tough situations, and I'm going to ask if you'd be so kind as to pray for those people who have called us. We are here for you. We have people that woke up this morning and went to work. Our call center's there in Dallas, and and they wanted to save some lives and they wanted to help some folks. And they're just amazing people. You've never seen the kind of talent that we have today. We've never seen it before. Greater talent, greater strengths at New Life than ever before. And when you hear the people talk about the change, you see the people that are, are initiating that you would be glad that you supported New Life. And if you can, call us at 1-800-NEW-LIFE. God bless you. I hope you have a great day. See you, Chris. Thank you. and See you, Alice. Thank you, too. See you next time here. New Life Live. Thanks so much for listening. We hope something you heard will help you live in freedom today. If this content was helpful for you, we would love it if you'd take a minute, leave us a review, post about it, and rate it. Remember, We have resources and workshops online for you as you continue your journey. Go to newlife.com and find out more information. And thank you for being part of the New Life community. We know that God desires all of us to live a life of wholeness and healing. And we're so glad that you're here.